Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to episode 216 of Martha Runs the World. Thank you so much for joining me. A few weeks ago, Camille Heron, the ultra runner, posted something in Facebook that I thought was really thought-provoking. And I thought about it for a few days, and it led me to do this week's episode. I'll give, I'll, I'll read her entire post later in this episode. Martha Runs the World is a running podcast, obviously. It's not a trail running podcast, nor is it exclusively an ultra running podcast. It is, of course, not exclusively a road running podcast. I don't only have elite runners on as guests. I love elite runners and I'll have them on occasionally, but I think the running story goes far, far beyond those who run the fastest in the race. I know a lot of podcasts and I listen to a lot of running podcasts and they will only have on the winners of the race. As soon as a, a famous race like like Western States or Comrades or UTMB or something of that finishes, they'll quick get the winning runner on and they'll have them on the next show. I'm, I mean, I'm not like that. Fast runners are amazing. I love them. But so is everyone else. We each have a story to tell. And just because someone runs slow, that doesn't negate them from their narrative, right? It's just because they may be the last runner of the race, the DFL, dead freaking last, that doesn't mean that they're not a runner. We're all runners. We all have a story and and reasons why we're there at the starting line. The question I'm asking this week is why is there snobbery in running? Because there is. No one in running likes to admit this fact. It's hard to face up to or talk about. But in several areas, those who are not at the front of the pack or in a special type of running or, or who don't run ultras, certain ultras anyway, are sometimes not even seen as runners. We're passed over, intentionally ignored, and sometimes even laughed at. Is this how running is supposed to be? Because I don't think so. I, I don't see this as okay. In a sport that prides itself as being all-inclusive, there's a ton of elitism out there. And I'm here to talk about it and say that I don't think it's cool. What makes the DFL runner get up every day and practice and run every day or a few times a week? What makes them get up at 4 a.m. to go run, to train? What makes the dad of five kids who also works maybe 60 hours a week, what makes him go up, get up at 3 a.m. and go train? What makes the mother of three, the single mom, get up and train? What makes the college student with 18 plus credits that, that she's studying or the pre-med student who has, who's been up three days, what makes him go run? We all have a story to tell. And we may not be that wonderfully 
elite runner at the top. We may be in mid-pack, we may be backpack, but back of the pack, but we all have a reason why we're there at the starting line. How did that runner get started? Is this their first race? Or is this their first time at that distance? Or is this just that distance that they love? There's always a story behind every person running. Runners who are the fastest are the only ones heard sometimes. On a lot of podcasts, that's all they have on are their fast runners. And it's not just a podcast. It's also a print, including running magazines. Outside of And then outside of running, obviously, we only hear about Olympics <laughs> or the big races, Boston, New York, London. We don't hear about anything else. I mean, nothing is talked about at all. My podcast is small. And I also started thinking, why doesn't it get the numbers that a lot of the big podcasts get? Well, I don't have big famous guests on. I don't have the big elite guests on. And I think that another reason why I don't get the numbers is that I don't just talk about trail or ultra running. I include all running. I love road running. I, I Yeah, I do. I, I admit it. I do like it because I live in the city. I don't have access to the trails every day. I don't own a car. So I have to run on roads pretty much most of the time. I do get to the trails when I can, but I have to take a bus there. It's not that easy. And for a lot of runners, it's not that easy to get to trails. We don't have cars or we don't have access to the trails. If you have access to the trails, good for you, but not all of us do all the time. I know my my numbers would be higher if I was exclusive to road running or trail running. But let's be real. Are all runners exclusive to either? Do all trail runners only always run on trails? Don't they sometimes run on roads? And do all road, road runners only run on roads? Don't they sometimes run on trails? We're not just homogenous people. There's a mix of everything. I think we're pretty varied people, I would think. At least, I think runners are pretty diverse in what they do and what they like to run. Running isn't about, or it's not supposed to be about, exclusivity. At least to me, it's not. Sure, there are certain races that are very difficult to get into or qualify for. That's understood. Western states is probably the hardest one to get into. We understand that. UTMB, Boston, these are difficult races to enter. That's understood. But some runners, especially some ultra runners, act as if their entire sport is exclusive. I don't think that's Right. And I don't think all runners feel that way as well. So no worries. I don't think all of you feel that way, but I think some do. And I I don't think that attitude is healthy or I don't think it helps your sport at all. Our sport, I should say. Uh, I also feel myself an ultra runner and I'll get back into it this year, but I don't think it helps the sport at all. And unfortunately, this small group is very active and vocal online. I don't believe that the majority of runners feel this way or even have this mindset, but they are kind of the silent majority who just goes out and does their thing. And can we just say that trail runners are not better runners or better people than road runners? That's another falsity that a lot of trail runners seem to push. I don't get it. 
<laughs> that's the snobbery, the elitism in running. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Okay, now here are some other types of running snobs that I have encountered. And these are just some things that I thought about. I bet you as soon as this comes out, I'm going to think of four more. But these are just a few. Distance snobs. There are Now, distance snobs are mostly ultra runners who think that anything short of an ultra isn't worthwhile and will put down anyone who runs these distances. Sometimes they go to such extremes to be distance within distance snobs. <laughs> If you understand what I'm saying, they say that you aren't truly running. Okay, any let's let's just put this in. An ultra is anything over a marathon distance, usually thought of like a 50k, which is 31.1 miles. But they say you aren't truly running an ultra unless you're running at least a hundred k, which is hogwash. <laughs> That's pure garbage. I kid you not, there are ultra runners who think this and who state that in running groups. But that's garbage and they're garbage for thinking that. Surface snobs. It's just what it sounds. They are usually trail runners who scoff at road runners. But let's see these trail runners, these lovers of the trail, try to earn a coveted spot in Boston. Yeah, just try. Try it. Shoe brand or shoe style snobs. Okay, okay. I'm a bit of an ultra snob myself. I wear nothing but ultra shoes. But I have tried other shoes. I really have. It's But that is nothing like the snobbery that comes with some Hoka wears or minimalist shoe wears. Or... Sandal wears. Trust me on that. <laughs> Ever since Born to Run, minimalism is snootiness in running. <laughs> oh, that book started too much stuff, in my opinion. Weather snobs. Yes, there are weather snobs in running. Now, if you choose to live in colder climates, don't be a snob about it. A lot of people move to escape those climates. If you choose to live where it's 30 below in winter, you're not better than anyone else. You might not be as bright, but that's your choice, okay? That's your choice. <laughs> because other people chose to leave, which in my opinion is the smarter thing. But hey, that's just my opinion, my opinion. Now, if it's January and you post pictures of it being 70, then you can brag a little bit, in my opinion. <laughs> but don't be a snob about it. I mean, come on. It's just getting silly. It's weather. All right? It's just weather. Because that same place where it's 70 in January, it's going to be 115 in, in the summer. And no one likes that. Elevation snobs. Mountains are terrific. I love mountains. But not everyone gets to run in mountains. 
or wants to, get over it. You're not better because you live in mountains. Some people live at the beach. You could run in the beach in Hawaii or in Florida, or you could run in wonderful rolling hills of the Midwest. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make you better than them. Especially come fire season when you're smoked out of your mountains for three months and have to run on a treadmill. Yes, that's right. Race snobs. The recent pop-up of UT of races sponsored by UTMB have created a whole new breed of race snob. Yes, UTMB races are not better than other ones. Sorry, they aren't. Of course, there are already Boston Marathon snobs, Western State snobs, blah, blah, blah. Gear snobs. They have the best vests, the best headlamps. Oh, the newest one, waist lamps that have 10,000 lumens. Yes, 10,000. They're the best ever. Okay, whatever. And then, of course, the best watches. The last one made me laugh with the watches because these people were the ones who first got Sunto watches a few years ago. Those super expensive watches that were extremely difficult to program and to set. Yeah, those watches. They were more expensive than Garmin's, more expensive than anything. And they took an engineer to set them properly. Well, Suntos are gone by the way of the dinosaur, especially with Koros now really popular, who are very, very inexpensive and easy to set. And so everyone has chorus now, so who cares about Sunto? <laughs> so sometimes being a snob is not a good thing. Okay, most times. But sometimes if you only buy expensive stuff just to be an elitist snob, you get burned. It's really hard being a snob, isn't it? Food snobs. Yes, there are so many of these and so many kinds. I could do a whole show on, on food snobs. You'd be a vegan, low-carber, faster, whatever. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares what you eat or what you don't eat. This is just the simple truth. Anti-treadmill snobs. Don't want to run in a treadmill? Then don't. Go out and run in 30 degrees below zero. Go out and run in the smoke. And hurt your lungs. Go out and run in 100 degrees, 120 degrees weather. No one cares. If you don't, then run on a treadmill. No one cares that either. I hate treadmills, but sometimes I have to have to run or walk on them because it's at night after work and it's not dangerous. It's and it's dangerous in my neighborhood to go out after eight or nine at night. It is, and so I got to do it on a treadmill. I'd rather do that than risk my life. Then the opposite of gear snobs, you have the non-tech snobs who don't bring a phone with them, don't bring watches with them, and just run because they like to run. And that's fine. That's not what makes them a snob. What makes them a snob is that they continually talk about it and laugh about other people who wear gear. Okay, if you don't want to take a, wa take a phone with you, that's fine. But don't laugh if you get hurt and you can't call an call for help from somebody or if you don't take a watch and and want to know how long you went or how long your run was well you could have taken a watch you you would have known right it it's just these simple things these simple common sense things <laughs> they make me laugh 
runners versus walkers. Now this one kind of burns me because everyone who's out walk, walking or running is doing better than everyone who's not. If a person chooses to walk or run, what difference does it make to you? Who cares? They're running, they're walking, they're doing something, they're moving. Don't make fun of them. Cheer them on. Be happy that they're out there moving. I think that's an awesome thing. And one more. Tough enough snobs. There are those in ultra running who aren't just snobs about distance or running surfaces. They have to take it one more step. They look down upon those who they don't think are nearly risking their lives enough. Okay, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but only sort of. They're usually David Goggins fans who do all those Goggins challenges like a uh, hundred miles in an hour every other minute or something. I, I don't know what it is. It's something like that. I don't really pay attention, to be perfectly honest, because I think they're really silly challenges, but something like that. They think the only races that are, are worthwhile are those like Bigfoot 200 or Moab 240, and they're always young guys. Sorry, guys. They're always 100% males. They're usually under 30. Sorry, but it's true. And they're always single and they'll have all the time in the world to train. I, I don't think they're tough at all because they, they have a pretty easy life. It's the mom, the single mom with a couple kids who trains and runs a couple marathons a year and has time to train and ha has to find the time to train who's tough. Or the retired 75-year-old man who loves to participate in 5Ks every weekend who's tough. Not these young guys. They're not tough. That's not tough. Do that for 40 years and tell me how tough you are. Sorry, I, I just don't find these guys, these Goggins worshippers, that tough. Sorry, you're not that tough. Do that for a while and tell me how tough you are. When you're young and you do that stuff, eh, it's not that big a deal. You're young. Try it later. Now, I, I find this snob attitude does go back to a few places. I find it goes back to a few of the big races, or more specifically race companies like UTMB. I also find that it comes back to the publications like Ultra Running Magazine. I don't want to keep picking on them, but... But... Out of all the elite runners, I would have to say that Camille Heron is one of my favorite. She can run on trails, but she also runs on roads. She doesn't shy away from road races at all. She just loves to run. And every picture I see of her, she's smiling. She just has a good time. She's out there having fun. And that's what it's about, is having fun. She's not in pain. She's not in agony. She's having fun. If we could all smile half as much as Camille does when we run, We'd have better runs, I think. So I'm going to try to smile more. Even when I'm in pain, I'm going to smile more. I swear I'm going to try it. She wrote something a couple weeks weeks ago, and it truly resonated with me. I'm going to read the whole post in, in its entirety, as I find it very worthwhile. This is what she wrote. It's time for Ultra Running Magazine to split their... Ultra Runners of the Year poll into Ultra Running and Ultra Trail to be more inclusive of the sport diversity and celebrate the specialist athletes. 
Year after year, there's a clear bias for trail running, leaving out or diminishing a lot of great ultra-runners' performances. It's not beyond me that ultra-trail is more popular in the U.S. However, ultra-running is a global sport and highly competitive at the historical majors, comrades, two oceans, world championships, pursuit of world American records. Most ultra-runners are more like marathoners, not racing many ultras in order to peak for the highly competitive majors' record attempts. Ultra-running is a global sport and doesn't always have the media hype. Some of the best athletes' performances aren't always recognized and appreciated by the U.S. media and public. The sport offers something for everyone. I hope, as an athlete who competes in all of it, road, track, and trail, that I help shine light on the diversity of the sport and people. As a sport, we should better recognize, celebrate, and appreciate the events, people, and global performances across disciplines, which will help the sport grow, too. That's what she wrote. I really think that's very important, and I really like that. If you've listened to more than a couple Martha Runs the World episodes, then you know I've had a have had a couple issues with Ultra Running Magazine, and it hasn't been just lately. It hasn't always been. I love that magazine. I I always uh, a subscription with them. I love them. I thought they were always really good, and it's just been the last couple of years they've just I don't know. They just seem to have lost focus. It's sad. It is a, a true snobbishness on their part, and I, I feel bad for them. Now, one one thing I do disagree with them as, and one reason why I got blacklisted uh, from them, was their Runners of the Year. They have the Runners of the Year poll, and it only focuses on the fastest. So why don't they just call it the fastest ultra runners of the year rather than the runners of the year. If the runners of the year are only the fastest runners of the year, then call it that. I mean, I, I understand that. I get it. But it isn't just runners of the year. These are the top runners of the year. Okay, these are the top fastest runners of the year. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, don't, let's be truth in advertising here, right? Just to reiterate... I don't think that all runners or the vast majority of of runners are snobs. There's just a small percentage who feel this way, but they are a vocal small percentage. They like to make their opinions known. So if you happen to run into any runners like this or see them write something silly like I wrote, you won't be surprised. You'll say, oh yeah, Martha talked about that in her podcast the other day. You'll see it here, so you'll know where to recognize it. And then you could either ignore it, block them, or tell them that, you know, they're full of you know what. <laughs> I have told them that in the past, or I've ignored them or blocked them. You can It's your choice, whatever you want to do. Because I don't think there's any place for that kind of foolishness in running. We are a community, and we should be together as a community. No matter what type of running you do, no matter what surface you're on, no matter what races you like to do, we're all runners. We're all in this together. Now, just a couple notes. Next week, I have my surgery. I'm a little nervous. I know I've been through this before. I shouldn't be nervous. I know how it goes. But it's surgery. It's major surgery. 
So I am a little nervous. I got to get my stuff together. I have to, I have a few things I have to prepare. I will have an episode up and ready to, to, uh, go live next Tuesday because I'll be in the hospital next Tuesday. So no worries. I will not miss an episode. I never miss an episode. I have it for, for over four years. I just don't do that. So that will be up live and you will see that. So that will happen. And I'll get, this is my second and last hip replacement, my left one. So I'm going to have a matching pair with matching scars. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, indeed I am. And like I said, I'll have the episode up and I never miss a week. And then after that, I'll be in physical therapy and get ready to train and eventually start running again. I'll talk about my goals more next week, but I plan to run farther than I've ever run before. Yes, I do. I really, really do. I plan to to go farther in 2024 than ever before in, in my life. It's kind of exciting. Okay, it's really exciting. Playing it down a little bit. But I will talk more about that next week. So that is it today. Thank you so much for joining me and listening through this. I, I really had some things I had to talk about and get off my chest. And I think it's important that we talk about things. I, I feel on this show that it's important that we talk about things that are not always happy and go lucky, that there are some things we need to address. And I'm not afraid to say these things. Some shows only talk about fun and happy things. And I will address things that are kind of hard to talk to once in a while. So I hope you appreciate it. The website is MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. And if you want to email me, please do so. That's MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmail.com. And you know what I'm going to say. Until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.